everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. You know, Kyle, I just want to let you know, one of the things that frustrates me about you yeah. is I want to complete the whole thing, but you just always step in and take that third letter on. So You know what? In next week's episode, I'll let you complete it. How about that? I don't know what to say now. You got I me. I don't know. Our listeners will just have to tune in next week to find out Yeah. if I let you complete it or if I just take on words three and four. Will Rod say the S word or not? The what word? The S word. That thing? <laughs> Dutty. Dutty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff. Skeleton crew again. You've got Rohit Rohila. As well as Kyle Reed. Yeah, Kyle and I are the only ones who decided to be in the studio today where it's a balmy, like, it's got to be at least 90-something in the studio. Oh, in the studio, yeah, it's 112. Yeah, it's super hot up yeah. here. Yeah, it's it's blazing. It actually, it was hotter a couple weeks ago, but it's pretty hot right now. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Kyle, I want to talk to you about something. Okay. So one of the things that, that I really have started talking about in, in terms of my personal development is what I've come to term BMM. BMM? BMM. Baby Mama Magic. Baby Mama. Wait, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> you are not having luck with coasters today. I'm, I'm not. Um, so BMM, bare minimum mode. And what I like to think of is BMM, bare minimum mode, is where our subconscious is the most happy. Now, think about, think about your current job, right? When you first came in for your job interview, you were dressed to the nines. You were looking sharp. You were saying how you single-handedly are going to turn this company around, how they have been waiting for a guy like you, and how you want to give it all you're 100%. And you go into the job and you start seeing that, you know, you're, you're giving it your 100% and everyone else is like, wow, like, yeah, that guy, like, you know, he's got a good future. He's, he's working hard and stuff like that. And then one day you're just not feeling your best. You know, you only put in like 90% that day. And here's the thing. No one noticed. No one noticed that you only gave 90%. And so now, all of a sudden, without even realizing it subconsciously, that becomes your new bar. So why should you hustle to work on that 100% where 90% is just as good? And then again, like time goes by and you notice that, you know, you're not dressing as sharp as you used to. And so now your, your attire takes a step back. And eventually what happens is you start to see what's the bare minimum that you can get away with to still maintain, you know, a, a good presence, a, a good job. And that is so detrimental because what that does is not only is it a negative reflection of who you are, but you get comfortable in that bare minimum mode and it starts showing up other places in your life. You know, if, if you only get a half hour for lunch and you forget and you take 45 minutes and no one says anything to you, well, that becomes your new norm now. And that's how things work. That's how this downward spiral works. 
and we see it all the time with, with people who come into work who, you know, they're, they're fresh and they give it their all. And it's only a matter of time before the amount of effort that they're putting in becomes lower and lower and lower. And what's even worse is when, and this is more of where you have a negative culture, a toxic environment where everyone else looks at them and be like, wow, Kyle, I know you're putting in your 100%. Just give it a week and you'll be just like us. <laughs> because it happened at the place where you and I both worked at. Or, I, or people resent the alternative, right? Yeah. They resent 110% effort. Because now it's making me look bad. Yeah. Because I'm in bare minimum mode. And now this new guy, Kyle Reed, is making me look bad. Interrupting my BMM. Oh, damn. You said something earlier in this uh, monologue, I suppose. BMM is where your subconscious is most happy. What do you mean by that? Oh, so your subconscious is designed to keep you alive, right? There are only two fears that we're born with, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Everything else is a learned fear. So if everything else is a learned fear, why is it that these become part of our programs, this bare minimum mode? It's because if you, if you think about when we were living in caves, we had to think, how are we going to survive today? Where am I going to get food from today? How am I going to avoid being eaten by a lion today? We don't have those same worries anymore. It's not life or death every single day. So now when it comes to procrastination, we don't have that immediate impact, that immediate negative impact. So we tend to be a little bit more lax. Hmm. And because of that, it starts showing up in everything that we do. You know, Instead of you're, you're living on your own, Instead of eating a, a nice healthy meal every day like you were used to doing, now it's just a box of cereal and some toast. <laughs> you know? Yuck. Why is it that, that we keep, what's the bare minimum that we can get away with? Because here's the thing. Tony Robbins always says, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you settle for. And that's what you're doing is you're, you're settling for the bare minimum amount of work, the bare minimum amount of effort it's going to take for you to be a part of something for you to do something successful and when that happens you no longer grow as an individual and instead of feeling negative about yourself because that doesn't feel good you feel negative about external stuff this job isn't what it used to be it used to be so much fun when i first came here we would get donuts every day and now we only get donuts once a week or or something like that you know we instead of taking a look because we're really upset with ourselves because we're taking a look at the reflection of ourselves. We used to give 100%. We were feeling good because we had a sense of accomplishment. Now we're no longer accomplishing things. We don't want to blame ourselves. I'm going to blame the job. I'm going to blame my manager. I'm going to blame my coworkers. I'm going to blame everyone but me. And that's what bare minimum mode is all about. So our subconscious feels happiest when it doesn't have to work. Because think about this. You... You study a new way of doing work, right? Like you are in software sales. So when there's a, there's a new version of software that comes out, you have to learn it, right? Mm-hmm. What that does is that disrupts your autopilot. So you don't like it. That's why people don't like change is it disrupts your autopilot, which is another reason why people who have been at the same job for a long time, 
anytime there's a new change, they're the first to complain because they're in autopilot mode. They don't need to think. Their subconscious doesn't need to think. They can just come in at eight, leave at five, don't have to work any harder because they know what their bare minimum mode is. They've been coasting for a while, which is another thing that bare minimum mode is. It's, it's hmm. you, know, you can take a look at it as coasting. So in that scenario, do you think that, because a lot of that to me, I think would lend itself to learning. Do you think that adults are afraid to learn? Or afraid to Ooh. admit they don't know everything? Or some things that they have learned may be inaccurate or, or incorrect and they need to learn or relearn? That's a tough question. I don't, and there's, there's a short book as well I'm just going to plug right now. It just made me think about it when I said unlearn or relearn is um, by a gentleman by the name of Humble the Poet. And it's called Unlearn. And it's really just uh, a collection of short, I don't want to say stories, but I guess they are little short stories. Um, some are a couple of pages, some are even just a couple paragraphs. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's pretty fascinating. But that's what made me think when you were saying that, right, is some people look at this as opportunity and others look at it as um, a barrier, I would suppose. Mm-hmm. And I think if you broke that down into statistics, I would say a very few percentage of the population will take a look at it as an opportunity. Yeah. Most will take a look at it as a hindrance, a, a disruption. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's true. I think it, it seeps into a lot of aspects of one's life, right? Bare mineral mode. And I think it can be applied to several things. Um, when you talk about work and professional life and doing just enough to get by. I started thinking about finances, right? If you excel in your professional life and you're still doing just enough to get by and your financial stature uh, improves, Mm -hmm. you spend more money, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Most people don't save or invest more or invest in themselves. They buy things for themselves or to fulfill something else. So you're still, I think, in that sense, in bare minimum mode. You're not making just enough to get by based on your budget. You make more, but then you spend more. So now you're still just barely making enough to get by because you've decided to spend more. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's almost opposite, right? We're not doing less. We're spending more. Yeah. We're still doing less at work, potentially, and other places in our lives because we're not applying ourselves to control maybe spending mm-hmm. we're just allowing ourselves to just do whatever but it made me it made me think of that uh, another thing I thought of is um, and I think it applies here 100% fight me if you don't agree <laughs> get the we judge ourselves on our intentions and we judge others on their outcomes huh right Results. Results, outcomes, whatever. Yeah. Same thing, though. Close. Yeah. The reason why I think it applies is because we're in bare minimum mode. We're justifying our actions. Uh-huh. But we still see um, the shortfalls of others. Our intentions are good. And we may not even realize that we're slipping. And I think that that applies here. Mm-hmm. So maybe we don't recognize what we're doing because we still want to believe that our intentions are good. I'm still doing my job. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing enough to get by. Yeah. Right. I allowed myself to lower that bar because now the bar is not what I'm capable of. 
the bar is what does a job require to not get fired when it's a job, right? Yeah. Or in a relationship, what does this friendship require to to stay afloat? Some mm-hmm. Facebook messages, a happy birthday, a phone call on Christmas, yeah. or whatever, right? I do just that. I don't do everything that I'm capable of anymore. I do just enough to keep it afloat. Romantic relationship. Yeah. It could be the same way, right? When, it applies to everything. Yeah. One of my friends um, recently went to, uh, <laughs> Christina and I went to uh, went to a Sunday brunch with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of, as Christina pulls up. Oh, nice. Um, Where'd you go? I'm uh, curious about that. Salties. Oh, Redondo? Yeah. No, Love no, no. It. Alki. Okay. Got yeah. it. Spendy, but yeah. awesome. Um, and she was, and, and the person that we went with, she was like, you know how many massages he's given me in my life? Once. And that was the first time we made love. You know? Ooh. And it's it's interesting because if you think about it, when you're first in a relationship, you're doing everything you can to court her. Mm-hmm. You know, you're showing her sides of things. Emily, honey, let me read you this poem that I wrote about you. Yeah. And now it's like, Emily, honey, where's my dinner? <laughs> you know, things like that. She does that to me. I cook the dinner. But it's like, babe, you ain't for my clothes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and um, we better end this episode quick before Christina actually comes in. Yeah, yeah, gets yeah. me in trouble. Good call. <laughs> but um, one one line, it, actually it's not a line, it's, it's more of a complete song by Brad Paisley. So in it, he's getting married, and he talks to the bride's uncle. And they've been married for just years happily, you know? And he... You know, just casually just says, hey, what's what's the secret to a, lying, a lifelong marriage, you know? And the uncle says, love her like she's leaving. Mm. Right? Because now, son, instead of, instead of you subconsciously saying, here's what I have in my life, it's here's what I have in my life that's fleeting. How do I hold on to it? How do I always make her feel wanted? Hmm. And when you have that add to, like, you know, love her like she's leaving. Carpe diem. Seize the moment. Enjoy your first beignet. Mambo mentality. You know, I, I think what, what that does is so much more because it shifts your focus into, you know, I mean, I've, I've been in contract positions before at, at jobs where every year you have to go through the contract again. It's like. Are they going to renew the contract? Are they not? You know, it's mm-hmm. time to step up. And then you step up when it's contract time, and then you dip back down again. You see the same thing with athletes. When it's contract season, they're they're like Hall of Famers. Yeah. Where the rest of the time, they're, they're not. Hmm. So even our highest performers, we recognize this in them. Yeah. Right? Professional athletes, are, they're the, at the pinnacle of their profession. And, and even they still have this trend. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're finding. Hmm. Where, so where do you think it comes from? So we start out, we start out strong, we bust our ass, intentions are good, intentions don't change, but performance changes, it shifts, mm-hmm. right? It begins to decline. When that happens, what do you think that person is saying? Myself and you. What are we saying to ourselves internally? 
hey, I'm capable of this. The job one requires this. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Maybe it's it's maybe it's a, a failure not not to be recognized because I th- I think that's how it starts is when you put in your hundred percent and let's say you put in your hundred percent and your outcome is a hundred percent and then let's say you only do ninety percent but your outcome is ninety five percent so even even though you dropped your efforts by 10%, the total negative outcome was only 5%. So you're like, you know what? That's a good trade-off. I'm doing less work, but the work really isn't being diminished that much. Mm-hmm. Do you think it begins with you looking around you and seeing the performance around you? Um, I, I, I think so. I think when you... When you take a look at the efforts that other people are doing mm-hmm. and you recognize that they aren't that they aren't putting in as much effort as you, you feel like a fool. You fall in line. You fall in line. I, I, I've got a perfect example for you. I was involved in, in a program at, at Microsoft. And Microsoft has since changed this, but they, they had and, and it worked out perfectly because in my, in my team there were five of us. And their ranking system was, um, I'm trying to remember, I, I forgot what they called it, but it, but essentially you have the top performer, mm-hmm. then you have three who are average, and then you've got one who's the bottom. Now, they judge you on a, on a lot of things to, to give you one of those, uh, a five, three, or a one. Mm-hmm. I can tell you I was a top performer in my group by far. Like by far, not even close. But I got a one, the lowest score you can get, and I was livid. I was so upset. I talked to my manager. I talked to my manager's manager. I talked <laughs> to my manager's manager's manager. You skip level. And I talked to my manager's 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 manager. Like I totally kept on going up the chain until I found a satisfactory answer as to why I got the one. None of them were able to give it to me. The reason why I got the one was because one of the one of the things that they measure is how likely is he to get a promotion. There were five of us who were part of the same team. Mm-hmm. Four of them lived within 10 minutes of campus. I lived a half hour away from campus. So because of that, the likelihood of me accepting a promotion where I would have to go to campus all the time was not as great as the others, hmm. and that counted against me. So because I simply didn't live in Redmond, I got a one, which affected my raise, which makes me look like a, a bad employee. It totally knocked me off, and from Created that resentment. moment on... Created yeah, resentment immediately. I totally went into to BMM mm-hmm. because here I am, um here I am, you know, putting in my my best effort, working as hard as I can, and really just doing a phenomenal job. And I it was almost like I was being punished because I didn't live nearby. Why'd you let it affect your integrity? It did for a long time. I can tell you the amount of effort that I was putting in, the amount of work that I was putting in, 
the amount of everything that I was doing severely went down because of it. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're right. I was I was feeling resentment, um, not towards my coworkers because I knew I knew they didn't have anything to do with it, but I think more towards Microsoft as well as some of my management team mm-hmm. for not being able to provide me a good answer on, you know, because I, I don't live in Redmond. That's not a good reason. No. And so... When you think about it, though, when you look back, right? Uh-huh. So let's talk about um, our outlook of ourselves. Is that you, a Microsoft pun? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I excel at those. Oh, wow. Let me make one note of that. <laughs> We're awesome. Nobody else thinks this is funny. I know. Nobody. Just, nobody. Yeah, I'm looking outside um, the window right now. Are you? Yeah. You've got a couple windows in here. Yeah. 95 to be exact. <laughs> oh, my God. That was stop. Bad. Okay, stop. This is bad. This is bad. Anyway. Christina's shaking her head. All right. No, she doesn't think it's very funny. Yeah. When you talk about those things and you look at your outlook of yourself, right? You allow that to affect the integrity of Rohit's. Uh, performance wholeheartedly right I've done it before as well right so and I'll probably do it again and continue to do so why do you think we do that we take a look and say okay my actions aren't being recognized for what I think that they're worth Mm -hmm. why am I putting forth this effort or or they're getting paid just as much as I am and they're doing less why do I do so much yeah right you take yourself and you mold yourself after the person that you don't even like, that you resent, in fact. Why do you allow yourself to become that person? I think it's your subconscious wanting to get back to bare minimum mode. Because yeah. I think about it sometimes, too, right? At work, I'm like, shit, man. And I crack the joke, like, oh, man, are, are we that busy or are we just wildly inefficient? Right? Oh, like, yeah. You know, make jokes about it at work. You know, why are you working late? Why are you still doing this? Um. But it's also, okay, you battle with, why do I work so hard? Mm. And then secondly, you battle with, okay, this person does the same thing that I do, right? And they don't really do shit. They're in the same role, but they don't do anything. How come I don't just be that person and just be lazy and have them do this and do that? Why do I go above and beyond? No, 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 no. You create a brand for yourself, right? We talked about Nestle earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Every brand speaks for itself, no matter what that brand is. When you look at things like audio, you talk about Bose as a brand that most people know of, right? That you would consider a high-end luxury audio brand. Mm -hmm. Why don't you treat yourself like that brand? Bose doesn't care that someone else is making shittier quality for more money or higher quality for less money. Why do we? Why don't we just show up every single day and put our best foot forward and protect our brand? Yeah. That reminds me of, so Jim Rohn, one of of my mentors, has a chapter in one of his audio CDs. And he essentially says, why do we, and and this is in terms of of your body and, Mm -hmm. and your health, why is it you take better care of a $5 cat than you do a million dollar body. Ooh. Good question. Right? We're we're willing to when it comes to our pets, 
we're going to get them the best food. We're going to make sure that they're not eating stuff that's not healthy for them or, or things of that nature. But why is it we're okay eating a bag of Doritos? Or... Or Oreos Cheeto in your case. Oreos. I haven't had Oreos in a long time. I know. You gave that oh up. Oh, my God. It's been like over a year now. Yeah. You're still um, going through withdrawals, I can tell. I th- you know, I thought about it the other day. And yeah. I was like walking through the aisle. And I was like, nah, I don't need them. Because I have a lot of milk right now. This is really super random sidebar. <laughs> I get milk delivery. Yeah. And I haven't been drinking as much milk lately. So I'm like, I need to drink this milk. I should totally get some Oreos. You should. Nope. Don't do it. Do it. Nope. What's going to give you the most short-term satisfaction? Exactly what you said. <laughs> Short term satisfaction. You're right. Christine and I, when when we'll be like shopping or something, and she mm. sees like a display for like this new flavor of Oreos, she's oh, always like, "Oh, yeah. has Kyle had those yet?" Oh my gosh, not any recent ones. No, I have. I still have one package left of um, kettle corn Oreos. I know it's weird. Sound good. It's just a buddy. Is when he got me a bunch of them for my birthday. Oh yeah, like yeah, six yeah. different flavors. Um, but yeah, I just I just hold them. I don't know, one day maybe. Anyway, BMM, I like the concept of it. I think that it is... Um, so you like BMM? Sorry, I like the idea of discussing BMM to address it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it seeps into so many aspects of our lives we don't even realize it. Yeah. It's it's like you said, it's built into your subconscious. It's, it's the joke about running from a bear, right? I don't think I've heard that one. You don't have to be the fastest person. That's right. I told Christina the same thing. You just got to be the slowest person. Yeah, I told her that. We like one of the first times we hung out. We were going for a walk outside at night. Yeah. And and we brought up bears, and she's like, "What would you do if I? Would you be scared if a bear showed up?" I was like, "No, because I can outrun you. I'm faster than you. Yeah, that's it." She got mad at me. You don't got to She's still looking at me weird. You don't. Look at that look she's giving me. (laughs) You don't got to outrun the bear. Yeah. You just got to outrun the slowest person. And that's that is the essence of bare minimum mode, and it's a joke, and but people think it's okay, and they're like, oh yeah, they agree with it. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't have to be the fastest. It's gonna be faster than the person that's getting eaten by the bear. And and I think you know if if you if you think about this podcast, so, whoa. So do we subconsciously surround ourselves with people that are less than us? Hundred percent. Absolutely. It's like the hot girl hanging out with the ugly girls. Oh, yeah. She's she's in seven, but she becomes a ten. Yeah. When she's surrounded by force. Or I met you when... when um, when <laughs> I met you when you were working for Best Buy Mobile. Uh-huh. And oh, I came I in there for, for training. Okay. And there was a term that you guys all taught me called Best Buy cute. Oh, shit. Well, you'd be like, is that girl cute or is she Best Buy cute? You can't bring up like misogynistic things I did in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know same same thing. We we surround ourselves with people who have lower expectations of us. Absolutely. So that we can live in bare minimum mode and feel better about it. And feel better about it. Yeah, because we want to justify our actions or lack thereof. I think this podcast is a fantastic example. Yeah. Because we fall into bare minimum mode all the time. Mm-hmm. And a perfect example is that I I don't know when the last time was I looked at our numbers. Mm-mm. Collectively, we talked about how that's not important to us anymore. Yeah. Is, is that us collectively being, being encouraging to fall into bare minimum mode? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, it's funny because I look at the podcast opposite. I... That's one of the reasons why I'm here, right, is 
to remind myself and to get other perspectives from yourself and Glenn and Kevin and whoever else, right, is, is a guest that day. Brandon Kirk, maybe one day soon. Oh I still feel so bad about that. Sorry, buddy. We'll reschedule it. We'll reschedule it. Um, but I think the podcast reminds me to get out of things like that. Before I even realized what BMM was, understanding that it happens yeah. before you created this brand of BMM. And, and I think you recently recognized that you were in that BMM mode with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. I talked to you about it. So... Was it so? I know there was that particular recording that we did. It was myself, you, and Kevin. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? Like, was, I don't was that the moment for you? I think it was an episode about teams or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was another moment. And I will require more, I guarantee it, right? Because <laughs> it, and that's the same thing. If we collectively fail to put forth our best effort in every episode, including myself, I'm going to feel that. And I'm going to be like, ah, oh, I'm kind of over it, right? Because that's what I was doing for a little while. It was just like, we're just doing it. You know, I'm a little burnt out. You know, it takes up how many hours every month. It's not a ton, mm-hmm. a couple times a week, um, but it's quite a commitment. It brings me away from my home. It brings me away from a timely dinner, right? Um, I cook at the house, right? So now I have somebody else that subconsciously relies on me to eat. They don't eat. Realistically, right? I gotta go home. If not, Emily's gonna go starve, Emily's fellas. Gonna you don't starve, understand. Man. You know, she don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but you know, like that's that's kind of uh, I've taken on that role and I accept it, right? So that's what I do. Um, so yeah, I started feeling like uh, it wasn't giving me more than I was giving to it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, I don't know." And then we did those episodes, and I was, you know, back in all about it. And I think once we, okay, let's let's really break down what bare minimum mode is. Mm-hmm. It's your comfort zone. We started recording episodes that were inside of our comfort zone. Okay. That we weren't being challenged with, which is why when we started doing episodes that challenged you and in, in your beliefs and made you think about stuff that was not reflective of your past but reflective of your current style of thinking. That excited you mm-hmm. and, and caused you to, to maybe step up. So with with that being said, and we fall into comfort zone and we and we talked about relationships. Why is it that we when it comes to relationships in terms of like a, a romantic sense, how do we know when we're falling into BMM and what we need to do to step it up Ooh, so how to recognize and, it. and mostly and, and i'm bringing this up because i i know unfortunately she's not listening right now but um it's because we're we don't live stream right <laughs> <laughs> but but you've talked about how one of the things that that you've wanted to do was put a ring on her yeah because she can't swim so like she needs a life ring <laughs> oh <laughs> that was good though. but but I, I almost want, and this isn't on you. Like, mm-hmm. like please no, I'm, I'm not directing this towards you. But, but no, other people who you are don't have to defend it. I see, I see how it is. Who are in no, so, similar cir- circumstances and situations? Do you think that they don't propose because they fall into BMM in their relationship? Uh, do you watch The Office? I don't. Okay, 
because there was this couple who was engaged for three years. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he popped the question, but then three years and they still haven't really taken any action steps to plan anything. Is that because they had both fallen to B- BMM? And now just being engaged was inside their comfort zone. I would say, yeah, potentially, because that was what a lot of what I had too, right? So I, I made up uh, reasons, quote unquote reasons, right, that I hadn't done so yet or hadn't purchased a ring or whatever it was because they made me feel more comfortable because everything was working just fine, right? It, is everything stellar? No. Could it be? Absolutely, right? And that takes effort in both parties in a relationship. So... I would say, yeah, I think that when you talk about the engagement piece and you stay engaged for a long time before getting married is because that that want or desire or need was fulfilled and that was to be engaged. Now it's like, oh, I'm engaged. Great. Awesome. We're going to get married. But we didn't really consider actually getting married. I just wanted to be engaged. Mm-hmm. And now I'm there. So now I'm back to business as usual. So right? more of Comfort like, zone, BMM. Almost like an evolutionary step. Yeah. Because you're, you've are you been together with someone for X amount of months or years or whatever. That's what society tells me is the next step. So I did it. Mm. And now I'm just back on a roller coaster, really, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't, I don't, there's no gas, no brakes. You're just going. You just go. You know what's interesting? I, th- I think one thing that I would really like to do is have us either a show that we watched and talk about a character and, and why they did certain things. Oh, yeah, because you wanted to do that with The Office, but I wouldn't get it. Yeah, or or a movie or something like that. I think mm-hmm. that would be fun, you know? Yeah, because absolutely. Because one of the things is, and I don't know if you know, but Ice Age, for example, those mm-hmm. movies, each of, the full, each of the four main characters is an animal style. Oh, I bet, yeah, yeah. Even though they're animals, I guess. But, but I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Owl, lion, monkey, koala. Each of those has that characteristic. Oh, Dude, you got to look at Winnie the Pooh. I mean, come on. The characters in Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. Oh, yeah. Eeyore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's so commonplace in so many movies, especially in animated films or children's movies. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you see that uh, all over the place. And I think, you know, part of it is intended to relate to everyone. So you get a broader audience, for mm-hmm. one. Um, and remind when it's a children's movie to kids, it, it's okay. Right. Yeah. If you're introverted, it's fine. If you're extroverted, it's fine. If you're loud, it's cool. If you're quiet, it's cool. Because you can relate to a character in this movie. Hmm. BMM. Well, Kyle. Bare minimum mode. You know what? Selfishly, I would love to hear one of your Kyle Reed's two-minute takeaways. Would you? I think I would. Oh, snap. Yeah. Can you do that for oh, me? snap. I can do it for you. Just for you, man. Just for you, though. Christina, you. you gotta get out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this week's episode was all about BMM or bare minimum mode. So now, as we discuss this, we discuss why it happens, what happens, and how it comes about, and how it leaks into different aspects of your life, and what it can affect. Knowing that, Take a look at some of the things you do on a day-to-day basis. Take a look at the people around you and what their performance is compared to your own and ask yourself, am I giving it everything I got? Why would I want to diminish my brand? Because I don't think that I need to give 100%. 
don't compromise your integrity for someone else. With that being said, thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next week for another episode of the GYSC Podcast. Get your shit together. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 